You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Sawn Outdoors Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Sawn Outdoors podcast. This is your host, McCade Cox. Um, guys, it's been great weather out in Utah. Uh, minus the rainstorms we've had uh, yesterday, Saturday, uh, what was it? <laughs> We're in April, April 13th. It was a really beautiful day. Um, got out with Zach and some friends, Dylan and his brother Dalton, and we were able to hike around. We put on seven and a half miles uh, in the morning, late morning, early afternoon, looking for shed antlers. Uh, we had gone out last weekend to this spot and turned up absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's not true. Dalton and his wife found a couple, but Dylan and I got skunked, as well as Zach. Um, but right when we were leaving, we glassed up the elk. They were just too far to really go make a play on, like move into that area and, and check around. We were pretty exhausted by the time we got done. So we decided to pack it up and head out this weekend. Um, luck would have it, I, I was supposed to go on a limited entry turkey hunt here in Utah. Uh, down in the southern region, uh, but my friend Jeff, who I was supposed to go with, uh, ended up not being able to go, and so rather than go down there by myself trying to fi- locate some turkeys, I decided to go shed hunting with these guys again. So we went uh, kind of in the general vicinity of where we had seen these elk last weekend, and like I said, put on seven and a half miles, and t- about ten minutes into this hike. I turned up a brown elk shed, which I was pumped about because the place where we were going is not really typically known for elk or big elk by any means. So to find um, an elk shed um, and have it be brown uh, close to home was pretty sweet. So that's what I did. Uh, Maybe go turkey hunting this coming weekend. So this is, if you're listening to this when it launched, that's on Tuesday. Um... But this Saturday, I should be headed down south with Jeff to see if we can't scrounge up a couple toms. So um, I hope you like today's podcast. We had a a blast recording it. Um, Thank you for tuning in to all of these episodes that have been airing over the last uh, couple of months here. We nailed several podcasts at the uh, Western Hunting and Conservation Expo in February of this year. And we were able to get a lot of great people together um, during that time and record some of these podcasts. So this one's going to follow suit. and It's, it's another one that we recorded um, at the expo. This one, uh, we sat down with Austin Legg of Eberly Stock. He's their marketing director and just an incredible dude. He's very ambitious. When he puts his mind to something, he's going to do it. He's funny. He's tough. Um... He likes guns. He likes hunting. He's a great dude. So 
enjoy the podcast. We hope you do. Um, if you haven't heard of Eberly Stock before, you'll hear about him in the podcast. He kind of talks about how uh, Eberly Stock got started and uh, where they're at today and what they're doing. But uh, we're talking hunting backpacks and, and all sorts of things surrounding that. So uh, also for you Bigfoot lovers, Austin Legg is a Bigfoot believer. So we're going to have to get together with him and record a whole nother podcast talking specifically about Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, man, we had a blast talking to Austin. Um, before we get into it, though, I just want to thank King's Camo for their sponsorship of this podcast. Um, this podcast, as we say, is Concealed in King's. King's is doing some great things, always looking for ways to uh, improve and expand uh, their lineups. Um, the XKG series is their top-of-the-line um, series, and they've added some new pieces recently, uh, some of which I've been able to, to put to the test as I've been out shed hunting these past couple weekends. One of those pieces is the uh, new XKG Elevation Quarter Zip Tee. It's a long sleeve shirt the quarter zip on the front like I said um, they do come in the camel patterns and they just added three new solid colors uh, two of which I have I have the dark charcoal and olive drab uh, and they also have a really cool steel blue color uh, just awesome I'm gonna have to pick that one up soon it's got the polygene technology uh, which helps control and, elim and eliminate odors also comes with an awesome UPF 30 rating um, in the solid pieces. So you don't have to worry about getting burnt through your clothes from the sun. If you're white like me, that's something you definitely appreciate. Um, these tees are kind of like a mesh. They're lightweight and breathable. And they feel good. They're comfortable. They look good. Definitely jump onto kingscamo.com and check them out, guys. Um, also... Something I should uh, should mention is uh, the King's XKG Ridge Pant. It's their lightweight, early-type season pant. It comes in five styles, three camo pieces, the mountain shadow, the desert shadow, and the real tree, and also in two solid colors, the charcoal and the dark khaki. Uh, hands down, my favorite pant. <laughs> they also are polygene-treated. Uh, they are water-resistant. You can actually spill your water out of your bottle on your pants and watch it beat up. Um, they are four-way stretch, athletic fit. Uh, they move with you. They don't restrict you. They have plenty of pockets, but not too many that you're overwhelmed. They have just the right amount. They, Like I said, they are just comfortable. They're durable. Uh, they're great. Check them out. Uh, you'll, be, you'll find out you'll be wearing them. Uh, not only when you're hunting, but when you're going around town, on a date, fishing, you know, hiking, just whatever. You're going to be turned into those. Uh, hopefully, you guys are getting into some turkey hunting or some shed hunting yourselves. I'm getting kind of burnt out with shed hunting. <laughs> it seems like I put a lot of miles in for not many sheds. Um, I probably just need to pick some new spots. But anyway, when you uh, shop at kingscamo.com, you can save yourself 15% off your entire purchase, including all sale items, if you'll just use our discount code. That discount code has changed slightly. It is now SAN Outdoors, S-A-H-N, Outdoors, 
and you just punch that in when you're at kingscamwall.com in your shopping cart. When you, it gives you the option to put in a promo code, just type that in. Guys, it'll save you money. It's one of the best discounts out there for Kings. Uh, it helps uh, operate this podcast, and we just can't thank the fellas um, over at Kings enough. They have become truly great friends. Um, they believe in us. We believe in them. And you're not going to be disappointed. <laughs> Trust me. I used to be a little bit skeptical of Kings, um, but they've done some great things, and their gear is quality. It is affordable. It does perform, and it works. It's great. So definitely go check it out. Get yourself into some of these solids. They're all the new rage. And uh, without further ado, here is Austin Legg of Eberly Stock. Cool, man. We're ready to go. Let's do it. All ready. Let's rock and roll. So we got Austin Leg from Everly Stock here. Morning. Morning. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Good to see you. How's the show been? It's been good. Um, man, most people probably don't even know we're at the show because we're kind of tucked back in that auxiliary hall, but mm-hmm. it's been awesome. It, it really has been good. I think uh, people are using the app a lot more probably than they have in the past. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's super such helpful. a big expo. Yeah. And so when people find us, they're, like, actually seeking us out. And so uh, they're really, you know, seeking us out, wanting to know more, and, and they're interested in what we're doing. So it's been a good show. Yeah. That's good. good. Better than last year, you were saying, right? I, I really think it has been better than last year. Last year, we were, like, right in the middle of the whole thing. Yeah. And it's weird, like, during the middle of the day, like, during peak times, there's just so many people here that I think, you know, you kind of just get, like, corralled. You know, in the flow yeah. of traffic. Yeah, and, you get caught in that current. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I actually, man, I'd have to look at the numbers, but I honestly think we're doing better this year than we have in the past. Probably makes it nice, too, that you can hear you guys talking, mm-hmm. sales and all that stuff yeah. in the back. Yeah. It's nice and quiet over there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been good. I'm, I'm pretty happy with how things are turning out. Good. For people that haven't attended the show this year, that you're just listening to the podcast, the, this Hunt Expo has just like exploded. Mm-hmm. This year, they've expanded like crazy. They've taken the whole exhibit hall, and <laughs> you need like two full days to walk through this thing, yeah. at least, just yeah. to see everything. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, even the first time I came to the expo, man, it's probably been. I bet this is my fifth year, and all this, you know, it's probably half of it was half of what it is now. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's cool to see so many people. You know, I talked to people that flew in from the East Coast, from the South, people flying in from like Seattle, Portland. Wow. So it's awesome. Yeah, I met a guy from South growing. Carolina yesterday. Yeah, I'm like, what? exactly. You flew here for this? He's like, like, that, like is yeah. that in the U.S.? <laughs> like, where, where is that? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so it's good. It's it's a nice like networking place too. Like you get everyone involved in the hunting industry in some way. It seems like they all come to this thing, and it's. Yeah. Great. That's why we decided to record podcasts here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's made it cool. easy. It does make it easy. The only thing is trying to keep content relevant so that we're not trying to space out six months of like podcasts. I guess with mm-hmm. three days, you know, yeah. by the time we listen to this, it might not be relevant. Right. Yeah. Because I'm going to be relevant. my They're mind. <laughs> my mind right now is like so focused on spring bear. Yeah. And it's probably going to be like mid spring bear season by the time we actually get to listen to this. But yeah, it's. I know what you mean. Yeah. So tell us about yourself to start off, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So uh, I'm from Boise. So I'm up in Idaho and I've been there for a long time, man. And backcountry hunter guy, you know, 
only public land and and it's funny because people are always like, man, you bow hunt, you rifle hunt, you elk, deer. And I'm just like, honestly, I, I don't care. I just want to hunt. It's all of it. Yeah, I just want to hunt. And so I, I try and get out, you know, year round. If it's bow season, I'll take my bow. If it's gun season, I'll take a gun, shotgun, rifle. Like, it doesn't matter. I just want to hunt. Hunting's yeah. hunting. Um, yeah, and, and uh, I was in grad school. I went to Boise State. I was finished up my master's. And um, I'd been working in the outdoor industry for a handful of years. And was like really looking to kind of get into a company where I could, you know, have a positive influence on like kind of the future. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to just like be a customer service guy. And no, there's anything wrong with being customer service, but I, I really just was like, I want to kind of have something that I can help mold and shape and, and do some of that. So right. um, there's a local company called Everly Stock and I'd ran one of their backpacks for a number of years when I was younger. And uh, so I was finishing up grad school, gave them a call and... I got hired and what did you go to grad school for? I did a uh, master's in business. Okay. And it was really funny cause so I got hired to be the, the sales director yeah. and uh, <laughs> I got hired to be the sales director and I'd been there for like two days and uh, just kind of through some conversations I had with the owners and, and things. He was like, do you want to be the marketing director? Cause I, <laughs> I, you're actually not great at sales, but like, you know, so I, I, Pretty much like two days into it, got like my dream job. That's and awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. and so it's been awesome. Um, you know, really, the, if I had to kind of sum up the whole thing of what we're trying to do is a lot of people were familiar with Everly Stock, you know, eight to ten years ago mm-hmm. with some of our bigger, heavier, you know, things we were doing. And since then, a lot of people have gone in a different direction, which is cool. Like, I totally get that. Um, but now my job is I'm trying to turn people's eyes back towards us. So they can see some of the the improvement we've made, right? Since those old, you know, dragonflies and blue widows and those types of things. So I was thinking when you're talking about people coming back to the booth this year versus last year and how yeah. business is better, it seems like. Yeah, I, I kind of think that's what's going on. I think so too, and it's really exciting, man. Yeah, it's really seeing cool. the change and seeing that yeah. these packs are relevant to what they are needing and wanting. Yeah, is- yeah, and and it's it's cool because like the the comment I always hear. Um, is like, oh, Everly Stock, like, man, your stuff is bomb-proof. It's just way too heavy. And I'll, I'll look at them and be like, you know what? Like, in the past, I totally agree with you. They're yeah. way too heavy. But you need to come see what we're doing right now. Yeah. Because, like, we can do – we have some stuff that's, like, 6,000 cubic inches that weighs just over four pounds. That's it's crazy. like, if that's too heavy, then I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly what do you need something. here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so it's been super cool. And so, you know, expos and trade shows and things like that are a good opportunity to just kind of show people, you know, this is some of the new stuff. And then it's just fun to, to meet, you know, meeting social media influencers and stuff like that is cool. But meeting just like normal, everyday hunters who go out and do it, you know, for themselves, by themselves, stuff like that. Like, I love that, man. I mm-hmm. love hearing people's stories and yeah. Hearing what they That's do, one of the so. funnest parts of this expo is like getting totally. to hear people's stories. Well, that's what totally. we're doing the podcast for. Yeah. Totally. Well, that's why it, we like it. Yeah. And, but we're not having some of those people that just stop by and we meet them off the street and that's they're true. telling us our, their stories. Like we got Zach's buck here in the booth. He shot it a, a couple of years ago down on the Henry Mountains and this guy came by and he's like, I've watched that video. He's like, I want to see like where he shot it it's interesting because i found some sheds off of a buck in that video and we're like what he's like yeah two years worth and so we start 
Zach and oh that guy gosh. talked for like 45 minutes about yeah. it. That's <laughs> you know? amazing. And we That's wouldn't cool. have had that opportunity had we not been here. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. That's pretty awesome. Tell us about Eberly Stock and the little background, how it got started. Yeah, so um, it's kind of cool. Uh, so the owner was an Olympic biathlon, or, or sorry, Olympic biathlete. So mm-hmm. he competed in the biathlon. And back in the 80s, uh, rifle stocks were um, pretty heavy and bulky. And so when he was on the Olympic biathlon team, he was kind of looking at the, the rifle stock. Which So biathlon is the one where you're skiing and then you stop and you shoot, shoot. and then you ski mm-hmm. and you shoot. Yeah. And he was like, I, I can make this lighter. And so he completely redesigned the biathlon rifle stock, and he took over three pounds off the gun. And by having a lighter rifle, they were able to ski faster, shoot faster. They were more accurate. Um, when they fell, or if they fell, the rifle stock wouldn't break, you know, which would take you out of the race. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly, like, the Americans started doing really well in the biathlon. Well, when the Americans started doing well and people noticed that it was because of this new rifle stock, everybody wanted the new Eberly rifle stock. And so the company started out as the Eberly Stock Company because he was you know, building rifle stocks. Mm-hmm. So that was back in the 80s. And then kind of fast forward through time a little bit. Um, he was working. He was in the Air Force as a fighter pilot and doing you know, some of that stuff and deploying overseas. And, and uh Kind of after that, so he gets out and, and he's coming back to Idaho. He's like, man, why is it that when I go out and I go hunting, I'm having to fight this rifle sling or carry a rifle, but when I'm doing my biathlon, I can just have it, you know, in my on my bag or on my, my bleh, on my back, mm-hmm. and it's all balanced and you know I don't have to worry about it. And so he kind of started working up the first prototypes for a backpack that could carry a hunting backpack that could carry a rifle. Mm-hmm. And now, so that was way back in the, you know, 90s. And, and then uh, after September 11th happened, um, so September 11th happened, we went to war, and snipers were being killed at a rate just, you know, substantially higher than anyone else. They were like, you know, public enemy number one. And so when he'd found that out, being an Air Force pilot, he kind of felt like he had this really intimate relationship with like troops on the ground, you know, cause he's like constantly flying overhead and protecting those guys and stuff. So when he found out about the snipers, he decided to make the first like sniper specific backpack. And so snipers could put their long guns in their bags, cover them up, and then they could move from like point A to point B without people seeing this big, you know, 60 inch, you know, 50 cal mm-hmm. and knowing it was a sniper. So that was kind of, uh, the early days of Everly stock, um, and how the, the, we, we kind of branched into hunting backpacks and military backpacks and tactical packs. And so when he was trying to come up with a name, he was like, well, people already know me for the Eberly stock company. Why don't I just put it together? And it became Eberly stock. So cool. Yep. And, uh, so yeah, we still, still do the tactical military side. And then we have the, you know, the whole hunting side as well. And, uh, people always ask like what's bigger and it, you know, really it's, it's about 50, 50, Really, it's about half of our business is one or the other. So There's a lot yeah. of guys that are into tactical stuff that don't necessarily hunt. And, yeah. And there's a bunch of hunters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I enjoy both of them equally, you know, because I love yeah. the hunting stories. I love talking hunting and, and hearing about people's pack outs and all that. Um, but there's something to be said, too, about, like, talking to, you know, vets and people who came back from overseas and hearing their experiences with our bags. And, yeah. Like, I get phone calls. I, jeez, uh, I get phone calls constantly from snipers and 
um, you know, like tier one operators and stuff of like, you know, your bag saved my life. And, you know, this is why, whether it's like an IED going off and like, we have bags at our shop that, uh, are, were basically destroyed by IEDs and the, uh, like the molten material is like lodged in the bag. So they're like, yeah, your bag like stopped this, uh, IED blast from basically, you know, blowing my body apart. Wow. So I mean, stuff like, and we have some of those in our retail shop. And we have two of them. And so it's pretty cool just, like, you know, being a part of that, you know. Yeah. Even though it wasn't directly because of me, Mm -hmm. like, it's still cool that um, I get to have those conversations with people. So it's pretty, you know, it's a pretty special experience to do that. That sounds like it. Do you guys contract with the military? So we don't have, we don't have, like, uh, big large-scale contracts, you know. It's like we're we're probably never going to outfit, like, big army. Um, But we do a ton of, uh, a ton of little stuff. So, like, at one point... Uh, the entire Marine Recon snipers, uh, they all, you know, got a new gunslinger backpack when they graduated sniper school. Oh, cool. Um, you know, SEAL teams, Rangers, Deltas, all those guys, all the weird three-letter agencies, yeah. like all those guys. Uh, we play some pretty cool orders with those guys, too. And so, yeah, it's... It's it's pretty cool. That, that pretty is cool. pretty cool. It's pretty cool when you, every once in a while, people will, like, tell you some of the things they use them for. Yeah. And I'm sitting there just, like, with my eyes open, my jaw, and, you know, just kind of like, <laughs> you guys do that? You yeah. know? I'm like, this is pretty cool. So, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's cool That's to awesome. be involved with a product and, yeah, see, like, the life of yeah. that product, like, where it goes, what yeah. it does. Well, it's interesting it's because so much stuff goes out the door. <clears throat> And we often forget, like I know, especially me, so much stuff goes out the door and then you just kind of forget about it. But yeah. you don't realize like every single backpack is going to go somewhere in the world and go on some crazy adventure. Right. And when you're sending now, you know, the volume that we do, it's like you're going to get some pretty wild stories out, you know, from those backpacks. And, you know, whether it's like Secret Service or FBI, DEA, like there, there's some wild ones out yeah. there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That makes me feel cool about having Everly Stock stuff, yeah. just knowing that, like, this uh, switchblade here I'm running every yeah. day. I take this every day now. I joke it's my man purse. But yeah. It's, it's got all one. my stuff in it, you know? It's a good one. But just knowing that other people out there doing yeah. awesome stuff with bags like that. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me feel cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. It's pretty fun. And I, I, it's fun because we're still actually a relatively small company. I think people yeah. think of us as being, like, a this massive... You know, no, we're, we're family owned, you know, the owner still comes in every single day and, you know, he probably works 80 hours a week and we're a small company. And so it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the marketing director, but still, if you call, like there's a good chance I'll answer the phone, you know, there's a good chance the owner could answer the phone. You know, I, uh, we all pitch in and do product design. We all, you know, do product testing and, and so it's pretty cool to, to be able to not just have a job where I'm like stuck in a, you know, stuck in an office and I only get to do one thing. Mm-hmm. It's, we get to be like a jack of all trades, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I really enjoy looking at something like, you know, this backpack and being able to say like, yeah, you know, I actually helped design that. It's feature on here. Yeah. And my for people, input. <laughs> you know, people like you who are like, yeah, I, I carry yeah. that every day. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool to be like, yeah, you know, it was that's what we designed it for is for guys to use it as a gym bag or a truck bag or a EDC bag. And so, yeah, that's cool. So I want to talk about, you just said everybody kind of pitches in on design and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
I spoke to you a little bit about that yesterday, but you're busy and running the booth by yourself, I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so everyone's pitching in and designing all these bags. What are some of the things that you guys are looking for, and, and how do you guys sort of brainstorm on what yeah. a bag needs and what needs to change on a bag? Yeah, what does that design session, brainstorming session look like? Yeah, so a lot of it starts out as sketches. Um you know, so clothing in particular, we can talk about clothing in particular just because that one's still pretty fresh. So yeah. designing clothing is very difficult. So and, real uh, quick. Yeah. Um, the clothing line is new. It's new, yeah. It's in the last, like, last, six months. Last, yeah. like, six months. Yeah. So everyone who doesn't know, everybody's yeah. stock has a clothing line. Yeah. Technical Solids apparel. and camos. Yeah, yeah. And how many camos do you have? You have we have two patterns that are out right now in our clothing, and then we'll be launching a third uh, that's more of, like, a sagebrush kind of, so it has more of that. You know, sagebrushy color, mm-hmm. uh, more of like an open desert type color. So. Cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, when product design in that, uh, I mean, go back to literally step one. And step one is we're designing clothing. What pieces do you need to have like an essential kit to go out and be a backcountry hunter? And then it's okay. Identify those pieces. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And you could easily say, oh, there's like 15 pieces. Like, no. Like, what's the essential stuff, yeah, yeah. you know? You need a base layer, a layer on top of that, a mid-layer, an outer layer, a rain jacket, a pair of pants. You know, you right. can narrow it down. And so once we got it narrowed down, we kind of started identifying, like, what features have to go into, you know, a solid pair of pants. Like, what do we need? And then you start kind of listing out those features and then start sketching. And so uh, a lot of people ask us, like, oh, who did all your design? Like, who'd you send that off to? It's like, no, we did it ourselves. And the reason we did it ourselves is because we're all, like, public land backcountry hunters, right? And yeah. so we didn't want it to go out to some guy in San Francisco who never draw, steps foot yeah, in the woods. Who draws up yeah. some, like, Gucci never. pair of pants. And I'm like, hey, bro. Like, never been hunting elk in a snowstorm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the idea is uh, we wanted to do, our, do it all ourselves so we can make sure it was done in a way that would actually benefit, you know, people using it. Right. So we sketched everything out. And then, um, you know, a prototype comes back. And, like, some of our first prototypes – the, uh, they were so bad. <laughs> they were so bad. I like couldn't even fit my calf in the leg hole. You yeah. know, you like go to put it on. You're like, <laughs> all right, here we go back to the drawing board. And, and uh, it's exp- it's a long, expensive process. I and, imagine. And then even once you get a workable prototype, you know, then you haven't even tested it at that point. Right. So then you have all the time of testing and making sure materials hold up and you know it actually is water resistant it actually yeah. is durable and it is four-way stretch and all those things and yeah. so that's a long process we we were in that process for about a year um and most things went through about six prototypes oh wow so yeah it was a very long process um but you know the the cool thing about it is everyone involved everyone involved's voice was heard like at the same level as if it was the owner saying it, you know, where we took everyone cool. into consideration. And, and so, yeah, being a part of something like that is, is really what makes it just awesome. Do you guys take any client, like customer feedback and try to, like, work on your next backpack and incorporate some of those features? Like, totally. You'd probably want a, a pretty big majority of the same request right you're not yeah. just tailoring it to one person yeah <laughs> but yeah. but you're like hey yeah we've had a lot influx of people wanting somewhere to put their spotting scope or mm-hmm. or what have you yep absolutely it's funny because like you get this you get the emails and phone calls of 
individuals who are just kind of like, if you did this, 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 and this, you would sell a million of these. <laughs> and you know, I hear that. All so the time. you would buy one, yeah, yeah, exactly, and then nine hundred ninety-nine thousand your friends. You know, this might be perfect for you, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and that's that's great for what you do. But it's a there's a lot of people out there in, in a big market. Um, but usually, you know, as far as feedback goes. Um, we do we do actually kind of listen to all those things and look into it and if it's something that we know is like yeah this is a problem like this try this spotting scope pocket isn't deep enough or whatever like it that's a really easy fix and we'll fix those things like almost right away um but sometimes we actually just don't like we don't see everything or we we can't catch everything right and we actually had an experience at the expo so one of our bag systems is like completely modular, right? So you have the main frame or the carrier frame, and then you can put a bag on over the top of it and swap that out for a different bag. And there's like a you know a hundred different options, a little accessories and pouches. Yeah, and things you can, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, there's a way to have the mainframe, put a bag on it, and then you can take the load lifter straps off the mainframe and put them on the bag that's on the pack, and that helps kind of keep the bag itself nice and high, and you know keep a good angle on the load lifters. Well, we'd been doing it the same way for a couple of years, never really thought much of it. Well, the reality is when you're taking those load lifter straps off, it's kind of difficult to pull them through the buckle. You really have to like force them and you feel like you're going to break something. We've all, we've just always done it that way. And so we didn't think anything of yeah. it. Some guy walks into the expo booth very first day and he shows us a picture of a buckle and he goes, Hey, if you just use this buckle, all you'd have to do is clip it, unclip it, clip it to the bag tighten it down and you're done in like less than five seconds and we all looked at it and it was like light bulb goes off you know we're just like oh well yeah okay we're doing that and so yeah um you know we'll, we'll get some in we'll test it yeah. make sure it's that easy make sure it's durable and then yeah we'll, we'll start implementing that but it just took someone's outside perspective to say right. like hey idiots like yeah that's this, interesting you, know? you guys are all together kind yeah. of figuring out the way it works and yeah. someone totally different has no idea how you yeah. designed it to work you know yeah yeah, and the way and, and honestly, sometimes the way we design stuff, you know, might not be the best way, um, and so it's nice to have that outside perspective, and and we listen to it when we can. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is you know, you might get a thousand suggestions and listen to ten percent of them. Right. You know, right. you just can't listen to all of them. Right. We try to. So. On the flip side of that example you just gave, do you ever get someone come and say, "Hey, you should do this instead." But then there's a specific reason that you've decided to do it the way you are doing. Yeah, that actually happens quite a bit, um, and usually it's because people are like really honed in on that one thing and missing like a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And so when you explain to somebody like, um, you know, I, I usually tend to say like, I totally get what you're saying because I had that same thought. Right. Um, but did you realize this or did you notice this? And, and then, then when you show them, yeah, you show them that bigger picture, and it's just kind of like. Oh, that's why you guys do that. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's cool because, uh, you know, then they're getting, you know, yeah. kind of more into it. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is way more modular or way more adaptable than I expected. So, yeah. yeah. Like, so that happens quite a bit. We're missing. Yeah, that happens sure. quite a bit. Now, <clears throat> where do most of your sales generate through? Do you do mostly online, through retailers? I know you guys recently opened up your uh, retail store mm-hmm. in Idaho. Yeah. Yep. So Boise has a big uh, Everly Stock retail store. Um, So most of our sales right now, um, let's see, the the biggest 
would come through like our bigger retailers, so like Sportsman's Warehouse, Cabela's, um, yeah. you know, soon uh, Bass Pro Shop, Shields. Um, I imagine people come in and, and get hands-on gear that way. Yeah, and that's what it is. Is um, you know, we get a ton of phone calls from people on the East Coast and the South, Midwest, and they're like, "Love your stuff. Follow you on Instagram. Blah blah blah." Like, but I actually want to be able to touch something before I spend four hundred dollars on it. And I'm like, I totally get that because I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, right. And then I'll just like hop on and be like, "Oh, you know what? There's a Cabela's in Des Moines, Iowa. It's like thirty minutes from you. Head over there and you know check out our stuff." So that's cool. Um, that's the biggest, but I think it would not surprise me if that changes just in the kind of the course of the next five years or so. Um, we're, we're growing very fast on Amazon and we're going very fast on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, it just kind of seems, I know people, you know, online shopping is so easy and, uh, and I think the other aspect of it is. Uh, social media like really is a powerful tool if you use it right yeah and so it's really easy for people to like see something and they're like man i've been seeing this switchblade backpack and you know posts nonstop, and then you know they hit the shop now link and it takes them to the website and then you add it to your cart and you went from looking at a picture on social media to checking out in less than a minute yeah and uh, there's something to be said for that right. so yeah so i, I think i think it's going to change i know when i was looking at the switchblade um I was actually looking at a bunch of the different EDC style bags you guys have, like yeah. a little trick and some other stuff. Yeah. Um, and I actually went on and watched a bunch of YouTube videos that you have done. Yeah. Um, and then even some other reviews. There was one I even watched in some other language I don't understand. Oh yeah, uh, no, I know <laughs> the one you're talking about. Yeah. That guy's awesome though. He is cool. He's and, awesome. and he gave a great review and, and or just like an overview of the bag. Really. Yeah. And, I can't uh, understand them. No, but, but they're phenomenal reviews. <laughs> they I think he's like Filipino. If anybody man, but yeah, Filipino. those guys have a bunch of content on there. And, yeah. And, but so so that's how I like to, to do things, too, is I like to see, like you're saying, with social media, you can see other people using it, yeah. kind of see stuff in action, and then also just that breakdown of the bag. Yeah. Um, I don't even have to go into the sportsman's warehouse anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I do still like to touch it if I can, mm-hmm. but this bag isn't in those stores. Right. So um, those sorts of things help me make decisions and shop online. Yeah. 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 So that I think that'll take over here in the next little bit. Probably. Probably yeah. will. Um, what's a good, like, in your opinion, what's a good pack for someone to start out with that's looking to go for, you know, a couple days and hunt? Um, yeah, so if just for, like, the average backcountry guy for a couple days, um, I, I, I really am pointing everyone in the direction of our modular system. So, as Ian calls it, the backpack that's like the, Legos. The Lego bag. The Lego bag. <laughs> that's yeah. a perfect Su- example. Super customizable. You can yeah. put it together however you want. It really <laughs> is. We were looking at those, what, from SHOT Show a couple years back? Yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah, I'd never used an Everly Stock bag up to that point. Yeah. And, but I was just, like, this idea, like, mm-hmm. this is good. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to do that. Yeah, and, and so I, I would point people in the direction of, like, the mainframe, for example, and then basically, it depends from there. Um, some guys like the style where they can just throw everything into a bag and then go from there. And then other guys want like tons of organization and pockets and don't like to just dump everything in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for like a three to five day hunt, there's a couple good options. You know, you could use a duffel bag or a dry bag. Uh, or, or if you like the backpack style, you could use something like the little big top. Um, it really just depends on 
what you like. Yeah. And that's the that's the big advantage of that system is you can customize it to fit exactly what you're doing and exactly how you like to pack. Right. Um, if you want to be like an ultralight guy, man, throw a dry bag on there. You're at four pounds and you can go for a week. Yeah. You know, and so it just kind of depends. But that's yeah. the setup that I was running this last year is I had the, the dry bag. You make two different dry bags, right? Large one one right now. The large one will be coming out. Oh, it's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's coming out soon. So I have the, quote, small one. The, yeah, the regular. The regular, the regular size. Which is still huge, man. It's still huge. It's yeah. still massive. Yeah. yeah. The, new, the new one is gigantic. <laughs> we had some guys who were like, we're going for like 14-day sheep hunts and, you know, want to use your stuff because, you know, we don't want to be 2,000 miles away and have stuff break on us. And so we yeah. want to use Airbilly stock. and. So what do you guys have that's like 10,000 cubic inches or something? I'm like, say what? <laughs> I feel like that's Zach for his weekend hunts. Yeah. <laughs> like, that dude takes everything. He's very uh, caught up on his cubic inches. Yeah. I'm like, sometimes less is more, man. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's the thing, like that dry bag. So that's what I ran this last year, uh, bow hunting, is I just threw camp yeah. into the dry bag. Yeah. Zip that to the, the mainframe. Yeah. And then uh, just a couple bat wings for organizational stuff on the outside. Mm-hmm. And we got to camp, just drop the dry bag. Yep. Don't have to worry about it at all. Yep. And then my bag compresses down to something nice and manageable for the day. Yeah. Yeah. I love how everything detaches, too. I bought a bunch of the small pouches because mm-hmm. I, like, I got used to running hip pouches, you know, yeah. for calls or rangefinder or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes I wanted that off of there if I was on a rifle hunt versus an archery hunt because the way I carried my rifle, it would always get hung up on that and actually start, like, interfering with stuff. You know, oh, yeah. it, it started driving me nuts. So I'm like, oh, I can just take that off get rid of it <laughs> i know and it's yeah. like or put two on one side or yeah, one on yep. your final harness or something so customizable Super. we have like the same setup but we run it differently yeah, yeah we run it yeah. slightly just so, so all the same pouches and everything but yeah just different places and yeah, super personal between the two bags, all the same pieces. So here's another thing that's really cool so like um, you know f- for years people have just been like struggling with how do we attach a pistol and you know run that and I had two, I had two mountain lion encounters, sub like fifteen yards in the last two years. Oh wow! And so I'm finally just like, screw it, like we're gonna do it. Like I'm sick of waiting for someone else to think of how to do it. We're gonna think of how to do it. And uh, so I, we're we're just actually probably days away at this point from launching a, a pistol attachment that you can attach your holster to and have your. Um, and, and it's really cool because it sits super low profile, so it's not in the way of when you walk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very secure, so it's not going to kind of move and jostle around when you're hiking. Um, but it's also going to be very accessible to where you can, you know, really quickly just, like, grab it, pull it, and use it if you need to. So you designing a awesome. holster or a holster attachment system? Um, so I can run my personal holster? <laughs> well, I'm not going to That is to be, no? de- to, to be determined. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be very cool. It's gonna, I cool. think it's going to be... Uh, I think it's going to do really well. But, uh, but pretty, that's made awesome. to attach to the pack. Yeah. And another... To the belt on the pack. Right. Yeah. And another awesome thing that you have is like that nose gunner bino harness. Yeah. You can yeah. also keep a smaller pistol right there on your chest. Yeah. Because, you know, if you've ever listened to the Meat Eater podcast and they talk about that meat tree experience, yeah. they yeah. all took off their protection. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, they, they the felt bags. safe to have... The pistol the, was on the bag. Yep. And their bear spray. And the bear spray. So anyway. You have that... On you, there is another option. Yep. The final harness off. So have yeah, it. Yeah. I will say though, on that, I ran a just a little nine millimeter in that mm-hmm. um, this year, and 
it was actually kind of hard to get to. It can be. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're – that's that's why, man. There you go. That's one of those things where it's like we have a an okay option. Like, why don't we have a great option? Yeah. You know, and I think this is the great option. Um, and it it's all kind of coming about because – like I said, man, we use this stuff too, and, yeah. and uh, I, I don't love it being right here. I don't think it's I don't think it's great. So let's make yeah. something great. So yeah. cool. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see. Yeah, that. <laughs> you got like the wheels spinning like here. Yeah, I think you guys will like it because I'm actually super excited. <laughs> <laughs> I went out and bought a new gun just to, to use it. <laughs> that's what My that's all about. Super excited. But <laughs> well, once I, I get the holster, I might have to go buy a new gun too. <laughs> that's it, man. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Sweet. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Dude, so uh, let's swing back to you a little bit. Okay. Here this last year, you did something that's pretty pretty awesome. You got oh, yourself yeah. a, a Guinness Book of World Record. I right? did. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been really funny because, like, I didn't think much of it at the time. Like, it was cool. I had a lot of fun. But, like, dude, like, every few minutes at the expo, people are like, that was so cool. Like, <laughs> I five me. I'm like, you saw that? You know, like, it's been, of course. the reception of people has been super awesome, man. People How did the idea really come cool. up? Like, what, what did you do first? You? And then, yeah. yeah. What did I do? Okay, yeah. yeah. So Tell what did I do? What you um, did. I, I broke the world record for the fastest 10K, so that's 6.2 miles uh, with a 100-pound backpack. Does it get more specific than that? Like, people do the fastest 10K with, like, a five-pound backpack? Um, the only other one with a 10K, I think, was, uh, I think there's a 20-pound one. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And I actually kind of thought about going after that one. Too, <laughs> it sounds way better. I saw the, uh, after I did the 100K or the 100 pound one, I was like, well, that sucked. So <laughs> I won't do that again. But and I was like, oh, 20 pound. And the time was actually like not super great. And I was like, man, I could probably beat that one. But that's really how the whole thing got started in the first place was, you know, I'm sitting in the office one day and uh, a guy I was sharing an office with got an email and he's like, dude, check this out. You know, this girl from Canada just broke the world record for the fastest 10k with a 100 pound backpack and i'm like well that's cool and he sends me the pictures and she was using a mainframe and i was like wow she used a mainframe so it's cool because there's all these awesome pictures of her you know yeah. and and uh and then kind of the wheels start turning you know and i'm like well i wonder what the male <laughs> record is <laughs> and so i get on i look it up and i'm such a oh gosh i'm like such a type a competitive personality that i look it up and it's like an hour and 30 minutes or something and i'm like I could beat that. I could beat that right now. You know, like, and, uh, and that's, that honestly was just kind of my attitude. It was, uh, I just got done packing a, a spring bear out of the mountain. So it was about a year ago. And I was like, man, my legs are in good shape. My lungs are in great shape. Like I can do this. And I got signed up, you know, cause you have to, you actually have to apply to break a record. Oh, yeah. It's a quite a process. There's a lot that goes into that. And, so I get approved, and my very first time going out to run was uh, July 4th. So it's like the hottest day of the year. This last year? Yeah. It was July 4th, and it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And it was probably like 103, 104. Wow. I got my 100-pound pack on. I'm like, I'm going to break this record right now. And then, <laughs> like, on my actual date where, you know, I'm going to just crush this thing. And so I get out and start running. I'm like literally on the verge of like collapsing and passing out because i was just dude i was so ill-prepared like you put 100 pounds on and, and walk around with it that's one thing but to actually like be running is so hard on your body dude like just the constant jarring on your knees and hips and ankles and your spine and your neck and everything and 
maybe you can go do it for like a mile or two, but six is yeah. like, it was brutal. And I so imagine. after that first run, I think the first run, I ended up going about uh, maybe two, maybe like two and a half. And I was on like a 14 or 15 minute pace and I got home and I was just so beat. And I was really like, that was the what am I doing? <laughs> where I was like, what am I doing? Oh my God. And it took me, it probably took me like an hour of like some serious self-reflection of being <laughs> like, okay, Austin, if you're going to do this, you have to commit. And like, this is the focus. If you're not going to do this, I hadn't told anybody about it at this point, right? So yeah. I was like, if I'm not going to do this, I can still get out of it, and no one's going to, like, call me a quitter or anything, you know? <laughs> um, and, and and so for about an hour, I'm, like, jostling with that. And finally, I was like, you know what? I was like, this is not every day you get to try and break a world record. Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a quitter. I'm freaking so competitive. <laughs> like, I'm going to do it. And from that day on, man, it was like 100% of my attention was on doing it. And uh, so, yeah, I, I ended up breaking it by, like, 17 minutes. So, awesome. What was yeah. your time? It was uh, 67 minutes. That's awesome. So, yeah. Were you a runner before no. you signed up? Not no? even close, no. man. <laughs> Not even close. Like, I think at the time when I started training, Just I was Just that like, competitive age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like you're like, <gasps> I was like, uh, I was probably like 220 pounds, and, which is like way too heavy to do that, you know? And, uh, and I'd maybe ran six miles like in one at one time, maybe like four or five times my whole life. Like, I'm not a runner, yeah. but uh, a pack mule? Like, yeah, you can call me a pack mule, I guess. Sure, I'll hike. So, yeah, yeah man, it, it, was, uh, it was an awesome opportunity and, and uh, just had a ton of support and you did a lot of training and, and it was awesome. I'm really glad I did it. Yeah. That's, that is awesome. It was fun to watch. Yeah. You made a comment about, like, on to the next thing when you were done. Yeah. You I'm, the next thing? I'm on to the next thing right now. Yeah, I think uh, I think my end goal is going to be I don't know. I just always have something I'm wanting to do. I think the next big thing I'm going to do will be an Ironman this year. A full-on Ironman? Yeah. You're not going to yeah. start the half? No. Good for you. Yeah. He's competitive. <laughs> I got not I got just some partially like, competitive. They do like <laughs> half marathons and half Ironmans, and they brag about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know, there's people out there right now who are going to be like, "This guy's an." idiot and it's like yeah you're probably right <laughs> but um no so like i'll do roby creek i'm gonna so sign up for roby creek are actually tomorrow that's like the toughest half marathon in the northwest so um i'll do that and then train through the summer and then do uh I'm gonna, my goal is to do the iron man up in Coeur d'Alene, idaho later this year so oh nice yeah is that an open water swim yep yep up in lake Coeur d'Alene. In the, lake. <laughs> in the lake. Is it awesome. freezing up there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I hate pretty cold north. water. Yeah. <laughs> Far north. The whole thing is like comical to me because I'm just like, yeah. I'm such an idiot. But it's just, man, it's like I'm just, you know, we're just getting older. Yeah. You know, it's like every year that goes by is just another year of getting older and mm-hmm. missing opportunities. And a couple years ago, I think that kind of started setting in. And I was like, I need to take advantage of every opportunity because someday there's going to yeah. be a day where I'm too like busted up to be able to do some of these things, and hopefully that's at like 75 or something. Right? But, yeah. Um, Just so don't yeah, do any more hundred pound. Yeah. <laughs> 10Ks. Know, right? Well, the funny thing is, is I was on Fox News the other day, and 
I'm scrolling down through everything, and I see man breaks world record for fastest marathon with a 100-pound backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Austin, don't even open this article. <laughs> and, of course, I open the article, and the guy's time was like seven and a half hours or oh something like that. And I'm like doing the math, you know, and like, oh, I could do that. And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, I've never even ran a marathon. Like, I can't do this. We'll see so after you do the iron. I probably man. should. We'll like, I do need to like tone it down a little bit, and, but it's fun. Like a lot of people, a lot of people look at that as being like, like my, my own wife, like gives me a hard time. Cause she's like, you are way too arrogant, like about like your self confidence. And, but like the reality is, is I, I don't think it's that. And maybe, maybe that's just because it's me, but like what I think it is, is we never push ourselves as far as we actually can. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And until you kind of decide like, okay, I'm going to, I have to test myself and push myself and really find out like what I'm made of. Like you're not going to, right. You're not just going to do that on your own. And so when I'm out here, like telling my wife, like, yeah, I'm going to break this Guinness world record and I know I'm going to do it. Like there. Mm -hmm. People ask me, like, how, sh- how confident were you that you were going to break it come race day? And I was like, I never had a doubt. Like, I was, I honestly went to that 100% sure. 100%. I had no doubt. And, like, you can call that whatever you want. You can call it arrogance or cockiness or whatever. But, like, the fact is, like, no, I just knew, like, I, I could push myself farther than what that record was. It's 90% mental, yeah. man. Yeah, man. So and, it comes from a place of, like, not saying, like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. I'm doing this because it's easy and I know I can do it, but yeah. because you know you can push past whatever plateaus you Exactly. Yeah. Controlling and, your mind. Yeah, like exactly. There's something to be said about that. Like coming up with this goal that seems so unachievable to yeah. the majority of people. Yeah. And like crushing it. Like yeah. there's yeah. something no, satisfying and, and about it. And I'm such an yeah. average dude. Like I'm not super strong. I'm not super fit. I'm not a runner. I'm not a great hunter. Like I'm not really great at anything. I'm just like, jack of all trades, dude. You know, <laughs> and so that's why I just kind of want to, you know, keep finding new things that I yeah. can grow into and push myself yeah. into. Um, because after, so that was in September of 2018, and hunting season right after that, like in October, November, dude. I was like, oh, there's a mountain over there. I want to go see what's up there. <laughs> you know, and like ran up there because. And, you know, five years prior, it would be like, oh, there's a mountain over there or there's, like, a lower draw over here that I could hike <laughs> downhill to. a beautiful-looking meadow. You know what I mean? Way. Yeah. And, and so it's really, it's really kind of changing my outlook and perspective on everything. It's like what you can do now yeah. versus what you maybe had mental block on before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's rad. Maybe Thank we you. should do that. We've been running. Well, I am been running not running with a pack no. that heavy. <laughs> McKay's been running a mile every day in the gym. I there hate running. Me too. And I have terrible knees and ankles, and like it's it's just it sucks. Yeah. Growing up, I had asthma. I had all the excuses, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. But I'm like, man, I I want to be able to like go harder and farther on the mountain. I've I've been there in both positions where I've been in pretty good shape and where I haven't been in that great of shape. Yeah. And being able to like look at something and not even think about whether I'm going to go in there after an animal yeah. versus like, is it worth it? Like, no, I, w- nice. I, I want to be able to just go, like yeah. not second guess myself. Yeah. It'd be nice yeah. to have that. Just get to that point where, yeah, you, where you were saying, you just like, Oh, I, I want to go there. It's going to suck. I know I can thought. do it. Yeah. You can go. Yeah. It's, it's like once you turn the corner into this, like never quitting mentality, mm-hmm. 
suddenly I feel like you open up this like whole new possibility of things yeah. and it's not just fitness. It's not just hunting. It's kind of just like everything life where, yeah, <laughs> where you're just like, Oh, that seems pretty hard, but I'm, I'm also pretty tough. Like I'm, I also have a lot of grit, you know, yeah. like I can do this. And it's like, my wife's like, Austin, you're talking about reading a book. I'm like, I know, I know books are hard. I know, but I'm told me three chapters, Words but. Words are big and they're hard, but I can read this, you It really, like, I mean, uh, seriously, though, it's just, it's everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I found myself doing, like, the, well, so I, I've, I've been reading the David Goggins book. I was oh, going to yeah. bring him up. He's the man. I know. He's, I, he's the man. He's the man. But even just, like, reading the book, you know, yeah. I'm getting tired. Eyes are getting heavy. You know, I want to just go to sleep. Like, okay, one more page. You yeah. Know? And then. He says something on that page, you're just like, oh, I'm fired up. One, uh-huh. one more page, uh-huh. you know, just like that. One more step, one more yeah. mile, one more whatever. Who's going to carry the boat? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm screaming that to myself <laughs> as I'm reading in bed. Yeah. Dude, it was like my second week of committing to this running a mile in the gym every day thing. And I was like a mile in. It was like, oh, well, I'll go for a mile and a half and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I got to a mile and a half and I'm like mm-hmm. ready to quit. I'm like, that wasn't so bad. Who's going to carry the boat? David, <laughs> like, I was like ran three and a half miles. I've never, I don't know if I ever done that in my life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It felt so good. Like I, I was like, I beat myself. You right beat yourself. There. I beat myself. I beat who I walked in the gym as. So the uh, the funny thing too is like, and and I'll just use Instagram because whatever. People look at Instagram like it's reality and you know whatever, but you won't see any of that on my Instagram, right? You won't see. And I, I'm not knocking people to do it, but you won't see me like posting workouts, posting, you know, me doing this or that, or, you know, I do very, very little of that because that is like my personal battle. You know what I mean? It's like, that makes a lot that private. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want like the, the record when it came down to it towards the end, I, sh- I shared it with everybody, you know, I posted, I, we talked about it and it was cool, but all the like suffering and crap that i went through and like the all that pain and all that like i didn't share that with anybody because i wanted it to be like for me kind of all you know it's easy when other people are there to lift you up i guess but when you're kind of like on your own suffering through something like that's really when you find out like man like just how tough am i like you know and and uh that's kind of carried over i think and and so that's something that, like, I'd encourage, I think, everybody to do is, yeah. you know, don't have, don't just, like, dump your whole life for everybody to see. Yeah. Like, keep some things private that you can work on and, like, really grow for yourself. And, and I found that to be a big benefit for yeah. me doing that. So Did I, you uh, document that in any way? Like, for you? Like, um, I have so some pretty cool, like, videos and yeah. stuff that, um, that we took and, and that are, yeah, like, just private stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because uh, I think that's important amazing. too. Like to to because your memory kind of fades, right? It does and if you can have something at least that you wrote down in the moment or yeah. video, I, I'm I'm liking video and, yeah. and, and photos for sure. And, oh, yeah. dude! But putting some words down, like <clears throat> ten years from now, you can go back and be like, like have that reflection, yeah. a little time capsule for yourself. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, like people see, like people see. Um, you know, having a Guinness World Record, right? And 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 they're like, "Hey, that's so cool! I want to do something like that." Or the other one is, uh, I get a ton of DMs all the time of people being like, "I'm gonna smash your record! Like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna break it! And I'm gonna do!" It. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like, 
I want people to like Go that was part it. of it is I like wanted to motivate people. Um, but the other part of it is, is I'm kind of like, Hey, like, don't just tell me about it, dude. Go out and do it. Do it yeah. You know, like, don't tell me Show you're going to smash it. Go smash it. Yeah. Smash it. Um, Show me. And, and, uh, and that's been pretty fun yeah. too, is, is seeing people get excited and get motivated and, and, uh, you know, kind of rally. So yeah, it's been fun. Do so you have too. fun being as competitive as you are? Like, is that just a fun thing? Or are you, if someone breaks your record, are you going to be like, oh, heck no, man. No, I, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, if someone, like if one of you guys went out and broke it, I would be your number one fan. And yeah. that's like the honest truth. I'd be my number one fan too <laughs> if I beat, you to beat that record. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, I, I think it's cool because um, I'm not trying to say like I've moved on to the next thing, but um, there's just a lot I want to do. And so like I'm not dwelling on it. I'm not like going to pat myself on the back yeah. and I'm, I'm ready to move on. I want to do the Ironman thing. And um, yeah, there's so many just cool challenges out there and um yeah i'm just awesome looking for the next one so. cool. when you were doing the moving back to bags i guess a little bit but when you were doing this this uh record yeah did you um kind of use the the Everly stock bags um and use this whole experience as like some product testing yeah yeah i mean and that was a, a an awesome part of it too is we just come out with a new frame system mm-hmm. and i was like man, what better way to test the durability of something than to put 100 pounds in it and run for, you know, what is it, like four and a half months. And so I did that, and, and it was cool, too, because I really had the entire Everly Stock product line at my disposal. Right. And so I think, you know, for anyone out there who wants to start rucking or running or anything, like, let me know, because I think I have it pretty well figured out in our product line. Um but what I what I used was awesome, man. I used that carrier frame. <clears throat> I used a spike duffel, and then uh, just the carrier frame has this really cool piece of webbing, uh, an auxiliary panel that can tighten down very tight. Mm-hmm. And so I put sandbags inside that duffel bag, and then cinched everything down really tight. And man, I don't know if you can you can't really make a hundred pounds lighter, but you sure can make it feel better. So it's not jostling around. And it felt pretty dang good. Was that pretty key is having the load locked super tight? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're thinking about running, like every step where the weight is jostling from side to side, you're just firing off, you know, different core stabilizing muscles. And those muscles don't get worked very often on a day-to-day basis. And so they get tired pretty quick. And so being able to keep it, you know, as tight to my core and, and stable as possible it really made a big difference. Did any uh, changes to the bag come from doing this and experimenting with keeping that weight centered and tight? Or was it just like oh, what you um, had was already good? Just figured Everything out I used was stock stuff, so nothing was altered. And uh, Not even post-record? You were no. like, okay, if this would have been different, this no. would have been better? It was all stock. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I would have ate one more banana, that would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> it was all stock, man. Um no, I, I don't think I would have changed anything, honestly. I and even if I if I wasn't working at Everly Stock, if I was working just out in the open, you know, free market, I don't think I would have used anything different. I, I have I have yet to see somebody with weight on their back running that looked more stable and more comfortable than what I did. So I 
I would, I, would, I would tell anybody to come look at that. Yeah. And me look- pounds is yeah, a lot. It is a lot, much, man. That much running. Me looking at that experience, it's like if you can put it through running yeah. for that long, like that's going to be pretty dang great on the mountain. Yeah. Because you, yes. yeah. you're going to have a 100-pound pack maybe if you're packing an animal in your camp out. Like, yeah. But other than that, you're, you're maybe 60% of that at times, and it's, yeah. it's going to yeah. be locked and well, yeah. And hiking, hiking out and down, or even hiking up, is far different stress on the bag than yeah. running with it. Very, very different. Very yeah. different. And and we recognize that. Like I, I totally recognize that. And um, but you know, I didn't have a single thread or piece of stitching start popping out. At, you know, with all of that tension and and stress. And so I'm pretty confident in uh, in what we do. Um, yeah, I am. Too. I'd recommend it to anybody, man. I really like. There's a video that uh, another company put out about. Tearing bags apart. Yeah, I remember called that. you guys out. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love I the response, dying, man. <gasps> I was laughing so hard. I was too. Oh I couldn't take gosh. it serious. And then, and then your guys' rebuttal video was yeah. amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, we can talk about that for a second. <laughs> I mean, their video has like 15,000 views, so I'm sure a handful of people saw it. So, yeah, some... Uh, some guys made a video of a, a pack test, and it was kind of funny because it was a quote unquote. Yeah, pack test. it was a quote unquote pack test because it, it was kind of silly. It was but like so biased and no control. And like. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, so that that bag in particular, we designed for the Italian Special Forces. The Italian Special Forces, you know, contacted us, and they were like, "We want a very specific bag. We want it to look like this because we're hiking in these like." Alps and you know these insanely steep mountains, and we're out for who knows how long, and we're doing all these crazy things, and their packs are super super heavy, and so we built this like just how they wanted it, mm-hmm. and it's been a very successful bag for us. It's called the V ninety Battleship. It is also a very heavy, it's a heavy bag. It weighs like eight pounds. Yeah, that's what those guys wanted. Yeah. Right, it, it wasn't like we were trying to make an ultra light yeah. like thing. This is what these guys wanted. They're Italian special forces. Well, the pack did they know they could go lighter? The Italians, yeah. Oh yeah. They oh just yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. This no, is... we're doing the same. We have another. Uh, we have a, a client right now in uh, Western Europe, and we're going through the exact same thing. Where they have this big, massive frame and big, massive pack and everything, and and we're looking at this thing like, man, this thing is like big and heavy, and we can cut the weight down in half. And like, no, this is what you need. And we're like, okay, like that's what you guys want. So I mean, here we are again, right? Well, anyway, so those guys took this bag, and they're like, this is Everly Stock's like ultralight hunting system, and we're like, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> and uh, so they dogged us pretty hard, and uh, you know they took the frame apart and the guy laid on it and broke it in half and all yeah. this crazy stuff. He's like <laughs> ripping pockets apart and it's like being ridiculous. And I'm watching this just like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. And uh, being as competitive as I am, I was like, I called the owner up and I'm like, Hey, I need you to come in like right now. And he's like, why? I'm like, come in right now. Like I have to show you something and, uh, and then we're going to make a plan. And so I show it to him, and I'm like, we're making a rebuttal video. And this is all within, like, it gets uploaded. Yeah, you guys did it quick. I, yeah, get, it I get, like, 100 text messages of, like, <laughs> dude, what the heck just happened? You're like, and not I, even answer him. Hang dude, on, wait for like the video. it was, like, same <laughs> afternoon we're making this video. Dude, that's awesome. And uh, so we took a brand-new V90 Battleship, took it right out of the plastic, totally stock, yep. put it on a uh, kind of frame that 
was it's kind of shaped to a human back mm-hmm. and so it's just held up with the belt and the shoulder harness and then we're like okay this is how confident we are in our stuff like live here right now on instagram live and you know making this video we're gonna load test it and see how much it can really hold well, you guys attach that little mannequin thing yeah to a forklift to a forklift yeah because you knew you were going to oh, tip yeah. over anything yeah, else. you can't put it on a human like, you're going <laughs> to collapse the guy and so we had to put it on a forklift and so we had some guys on a loading dock with 60 pound sandbags and they're just loading them and loading them and loading them and we finally get to 720 pounds and the and the only thing that broke was a single ladder lock buckle on the harness like a 25 millimeter buckle is the only thing that broke. Yeah, not a stitch, not a stitch, no seams, nothing. I mean, we yeah. we and who could we, ever carry 700 know, pounds? It's stupid. <laughs> and so we put the we we after that happens, we take the frame out. The frame is in perfect condition, mm-hmm. not a single bend. We put the we replaced the load lift the uh, um, uh, ladder lock buckles that broke, and the bag is literally brand new now. We could yeah. sell it if we you know, like. We could put it back in the plastic and sell it. And I do you think, have it on display? No. Like bragging, this is this is the bag. Bro. I've actually had people With offer to buy it. If you look at our YouTube comments, <laughs> really? there's like so many people like I want to buy this exact bag. <laughs> but I mean, that's just a testament as to like what we're doing, yeah. um, and the quality and durability of what we make. And so many people saw. We'll take yeah. a break during yeah. these. No worries. Yeah, it's got really loud. Yeah, they were a, a pain to listen through last year. Yeah, editing through this. So. Yeah, it's all good. Sorry, man. There you go. Oh, <laughs> they're announcing everything for a minute, aren't they? What time we got? Ten twenty-five. Time you got to run. Probably pretty soon. Yeah. If this doesn't go too long, we'll try and wrap up. Yeah. Right after this. But cool. Yeah. No, this has been good, you guys. It's fun. No, it's awesome. We're really, really loving the Lego bag. Yeah. The Lego yeah. bag. And then, really, the Switchblade. Now I, this guy. I almost got awesome. this color. I love this one. It is a cool color. It was like, this was in the cart. Like, because I made a cart on the, online first, you know, and I was going to just type it all out and order it from you. And this was the color I picked out. Yeah. And the last second, it's like, ah. Uh, literally the last was second. Was it Coyote? The, that's my oh, bag. Yeah, yeah that's, that's me. So the... I can't remember what we call it. That color. Everything I have is that dry color. earth. Dry earth. Yeah. You yeah. want to say flat earth? Yeah. Dry earth. Yeah. Oh, but that that green's good looking, man. Yeah, man. Do you guys sell patches? I need to get a patch. <laughs> um, <laughs> we 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 have some like prototypes, but they're not like mass market yet. Yeah. But it's like on my to do list. Gotcha. It has been for like six months. <laughs> Okay. Wait. Sounds like the announcements are done. Yeah. We're. we're oh yeah. So. Um, so we make this rebuttal video, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Breaks seven hundred twenty pounds. The response has been awesome, right? Um, our video has way fewer views. I think it maybe has like three thousand views or something, but it's really cool because all the comments has a ton of comments of people like saw the video from these guys yeah saw that you guys made a rebuttal and so i watched this and this is so awesome i'm so glad you guys did it you yeah. know so that's really cool it's nice that people kind of see through some of that i um, thought it was cool that and, well, i called ian right up and i was like have you seen this video he's like no i'm like okay watch it call me back and we're talking i'm like dude like the, the idea ridiculous. is cool to test some bags but like but do it in the it. do it in a control like have yeah. have 
yeah, you couldn't do it the way they did it, like no. to to make it a fair it game silly. or whatever. And I was like, and plus, like you're taking when they broke the frame. I'm like, yeah. you're taking something that's designed to have forces applied in certain places, and yeah. you take it out <laughs> and take take the rigidity out of the way it's designed to function. And then, yeah, okay, and you, you can do that it. with anything, yeah, any structure. <laughs> if you're not, if you're applying force in the places it's not designed yeah. to have force. Obviously, yeah. it's going to fit. I mean, right. if, if you like, hit a Prius what? with a semi-truck, it's going to collapse. <laughs> you know? it's, like, it's like things aren't just made to withstand, like, you know, bears laying on them. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was yeah, really cool, That man. was great. And, and I, even, I even contacted those guys and was like, I'm not asking you to take it down. I'm just asking you guys to like play fair with us, you know, because I'm, com- I'm, I'm pretty confident that we could have beat everyone on that stage. Just play fair with us. Yeah, Next yeah. time you guys are going to do that, give me a call. Tell me what you're doing. Yeah, test some comparable yeah, and then products. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll be and like, oh, test here, the same test, way. test the mainframe with some yeah. bowing pouches. Get, or at know? least get the right specs on the back. Exactly. Yeah, don't claim that it's a lightweight yeah. system and then say, oh, it's eight pounds. How can that be lightweight? Yeah. Be like, oh, this is the Italian Special Forces yeah. bag that they designed. So Save what it is. Yeah. 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 So it's all good, man. I'm going to no. pass that. Yeah. But. that was It was the perfect response. <laughs> I thought it was just like firm and direct, like... Whatever you can Very think, what sport, you want, though. but like, yeah. let us show you. Yeah, like come to the horse's mouth. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, sure that's, that's not the last time we'll do that either. No, you know? I hope not. It's cool. <laughs> it's right? Good. Yeah, I want to see more. Yeah, <laughs> we, Kate and I have been talking about trying to even do stuff like that with yeah all the gear we use. Yeah, yeah. you should. Um, We've got some ideas yeah. in the works. So, well, you know, you know a guy who can help you. I know so. a guy. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, cool, do man. it. I love it, man. People want to see that stuff. Yeah, so. they really do. They yeah. really do. They look to YouTube. I mean, it's the day of YouTube, the day of videos, and they, they, you can read about things, you can see pictures, you can go touch it, but like without experiencing it or sh- having someone show you what it's capable of, like right. that's a huge selling point. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, that's how I, that's how I shop online. I want to find all the good reviews and all the good yeah. overviews yeah. And, and reviews. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool, man. Guys, that was awesome. Well, we want to let you get back to the booth. It's the last day, yeah. so there's yeah. a lot going on. But appreciate you taking the time, man. Come and talk. We've wanted to do this for a while. Yeah, like I think since like last expo. Yeah, yeah. really, really, we have. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's, man, not doing this for uh, for a living. It's <laughs> things get get tough. That's why we had the space. So, right. um, you guys can go check out these packs, Eberlystock.com. Reach out to Austin Leg on social media. You can DM the Eberly Stock page. We're awesome personally. I know he'll yep. respond to you. Yep. You can reach out to us with any questions. We can direct them um, through Austin or whatnot. If we can answer them, we will. Um, but seriously, check out their packs. Go to go to a retail outlet. Um, you mentioned Cabela's, Sportsman's. Mm-hmm. Are there any other Shields? Yeah. Put your Soon hands Bass on them. Pro. Yeah, yeah Soon Bass yeah. Pro. So if put your hands on them. Just go to the retail store. Or yeah. the retail store in Boise. Is yeah. it a retail store or is it like more of an outlet? No, it's a it's a so it's kind of both. So we have all of our newest, latest, all the colors, and then we also have like a clearance corner. Um, cool. You know, some stuff's marked down a ton. So yeah, it's cool. pretty cool. So yeah. go there if you can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I still need to stop up there. Yeah, Do never it. make it up that way, but I, I gotta come. All right. Yeah, someday. Yeah. Cool guys. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Thanks.